The views, statements, and comments on the What's Your Opinion show do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Today, for some reason, I don't but, know. There's a, who knows? <laughs> I want to. I want to point out, Kevin. I'm the monkey in that, <laughs> in that arrangement. Uh, okay. I don't think anybody would uh, would question that. Would question either. that? No, no, not not a not a problem with that. Nobody will question that. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Kathy asked me to since she's up in Mishawaka. Yep. Having some back surgery this morning, so, and I saw you last night. Yeah, was it last night? Yeah, it no, was the night Tuesday. before. Yeah. See, I was <laughs> yesterday. I was thinking yesterday was Thursday, and today is Friday. So I, I don't know. I lost a day someplace, but you know, when you get over that sixty-five years of age, it's you know, yeah, you, you lose track of time. Yeah, I know. What you, I know what you mean there. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, uh believe I'm not sure when Kathy's surgery is, but if it's during the course thought, of this. Uh, I thought it was at 7.30. She had to be up here like at 5.30 this morning. Okay, I well, I was said. still getting texts from her at 7. So. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe they didn't knock around all the way. Maybe they just gave her a local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's still, she's still got her computer there she's still on got the computer. table. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably um, doing a selfie. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be interesting. Uh, I hope everything goes well for her. Yeah, so do I. Her I don't, and Jim. I don't think she's real concerned about it. her. Doctor said this is not routine, but it's not you know, yeah real dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you go under the knife, it's dangerous. But anytime you go in the hospital anymore, yeah, it's dangerous. You're exactly right. <laughs> So, uh, but they are going to be texting me. Well, not her. Although oh, no. I don't know. Maybe her. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's going to be texting me updates. So, uh, from time to time. So, we may know something before yep. the end of the, the show. But hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we do. And once again, nobody nobody uh, hopes it goes better than, than me. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Well, because you're in charge right now. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not in charge. I'm just filling in. I'm just the only one here. Yeah, so, <laughs> you're in charge by default. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in charge. I'm barely in charge of myself. Uh-oh. Well, actually, no. I'm not in charge of myself. I have plenty of uh, plenty of help. I know. I saw your wife Tuesday night yes. down in Argus. I hadn't seen her for quite a while, and it was a uh, didn't get to talk to her too much, but said hi. Yeah. And she as she was walking around the soccer field taking pictures. Yep. Yep. And you were down there, but I never, I didn't see you until we were leaving. Yeah, I hide. I, you do. Yeah. You hide pretty good. I hide. Mostly because I, you know, it, it's a trait I learned watching my kids play ball, is that I just stay away from everybody <laughs> as much as possible because, number one, when they were playing, nobody needed to hear what I was saying. Yeah, probably so. But now the general rule is I don't really want to hear anything anybody else is saying either. So, you know, it, it's a trade-off. But I actually – and I don't like being in the press box because I don't feel like you get a feel well, that, for the game. That's where I thought you yeah. were Yeah. when I saw your vehicle out there. And I sent you a text and I said, are you here? Yeah. And then you sent me something back Tra- about Bremen. Trapped, trapped, trapped in the in middle Bre- of Bremen. I was sitting there all by myself in the stands. Oh, and the entire... I thought you were up in Bremen no, no, when you said that. No. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting there all by myself at the furthest reaches of the, of the stands. Yep, to the north side. Yeah, and as I'm sitting there, the Bremen girls, girls team comes in and completely surrounds me. I had them all, and I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, I wasn't going to get up and move, walk my way through everybody to get yeah. out. But then halftime came and I, oh, thank God I can get out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I like, I like being down there. Um, like I said, you, you hear people talking and you understand what, there's so much more going on in the game than you can see from the press box. Yeah. And I, I really like being down there, but, uh, Yeah. No, the only time I ever sit in the press box is when it's raining so hard I can't keep paper dry. That would be difficult. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so, so why Argus we... Argus beat Bremen, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a good game. Was it? Yeah, I left. Why yeah. was I there? Yeah, why were you there? To watch the soccer game. Well, yeah, <laughs> you were My... there for the Culver game. Yeah, Culver and uh, I Rochester. A, I have a granddaughter, Grace. She plays on the soccer team. Oh, okay. She plays uh, defense. Ah. So, I think she was number 18. Yeah, we had a picture of her in a paper the other day. I didn't realize that was your granddaughter. Yeah. She's been playing for about when she <laughs> could start time. playing soccer. Yeah. She likes it. Yeah. I. They won, too. Yeah, that started to be a close game. I was getting a little nervous there. Yeah, it well. was, they won 4-3, to three, but yeah. I think Culver plays Argus tonight. Yes, they do. Uh, I will be there. By oh, the way. I'll be there too. Yeah. Oh well, maybe I'll see you again. Maybe you will. Just you, but you'll be in the press box because uh, I think it's supposed to rain yeah. all day. If it's raining, I may. And then again, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just bring a raincoat. There you and, go. Uh, I got one of those ponchos. I can put everything under there and still stay dry enough to. Yeah. Hopefully. I Hopefully. We'll see what happens. Um, maybe there'll be a long enough break. But see, I'll be there for both games because Laville has a, a game as well. And we, oh. cover, we cover all those teams. So. Oh, who does LaVille play tonight? I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it yet, but I know they, they had a game tonight. I think Culver has the first game, right? It's like at Yeah, five. they play at 5 o'clock. Yeah, and then uh, LaVille's at the 7 o'clock game. They may – yeah, LaVille and North Miami, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because that's the other team. Yeah, it I has think, to be. Uh, has to be. 
Culver. I don't think Culver has played Argus this year. I don't, I don't think, know. I, I haven't don't think looked. So I haven't looked at that either. So. I know they played Laville. Yeah. Uh, actually, just a few games ago, and I think Laville beat Culver by one goal in the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. We they got a couple of girls up front that are really Who? good. Uh, Cassidy Banks and oh, uh, Kenzie and yeah. Giselle. Yeah, yeah. They have a and uh, Cassie is. I think she's just a freshman, and then her sister is a senior, Kenzie. Right. Yeah. No, so. they are. They got some people who can score. Yep. Getting the ball up there to them is the yeah, and it probably wouldn't have been that close if. The goalie oh, yeah. had not gotten hurt a couple yeah. of times. I think the first time she fell on the ball and probably got the wind knocked out of her. Right. So, she, she got – well, yeah. but there was a lot of contact in there when that happened. There, there, you know, you go – you watch the there, – there's a lot of oh, yeah. contact. Yeah. Yeah, people watching that the soccer don't understand how much uh, – There's some – there, there, it can uh, – yeah. Yeah. It, it gets kind of chippy. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you're frustrated anyway because you got to do something with your feet and a mm-hmm. ball, which would drive me nuts. And yeah. I'd just be picking it up and throwing it. <laughs> uh, and then you got people. How do I put this gently? Basically, just pushing you away every yeah. time you're trying to. And that yeah. would get frustrating. I, yeah. I get that. Uh, it's like but, hockey. Why do they have so many fights? Well, if somebody was blasting into you at 60 miles an hour and putting uh-huh. you into a wall, you'd get a little bit perturbed with that eventually. Yep. No, it, it's they're fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Some of the, you know, there, there's a lot of teams that as you watch them play, take the ball down the field. And, yeah. I mean, there's some well-drilled oh, yeah. teams, Yeah. On especially on passing. Yeah. Uh, Laville's a good passing team. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Uh, so is Bremen. Yeah, Bremen's I think really good. Bremen beat Culver, and that was a close game too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the talent's pretty well evened out across right. the county. But yeah. uh, you know, them them girls travel a long way to go play a soccer game. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. Good, yeah, down to do. North Miami, and yeah, I think they went over. They played a game up by Valpo or Laporte here this yeah, at some time. I don't remember who it was, but there's a lot of traveling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's during the week, too. It, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, I, I, I know that uh, the one thing, I football and basketball, those are the, the big sports, obviously, but they play on Fridays. They play on Fridays. And they don't have to go to school the next day. Nope. They don't have anything hanging over their head. Boys basketball. Now, the girls play a lot of During weeknight week. games. Yeah. And I, I look at that, and I want, and I know that normally kids are staying up till 1 or 2 in Good the morning, morning to get their homework done. And I'm like, how do, how do they do it? Because I watch because my – Because they're uh, 16 years old. Well, I guess. But, <laughs> I watch they're the, not like us. I watched a similar thing with our baseball team at Ancilla. We'd go to – Macomb, which is north of Detroit, on a weeknight, they had school the next day. Oh wow! It was, a, or even worse, we'd go to Port Huron, play St. Clair, which is like a. I think we had to get up at five. I mean, it's that's way up there. I think that's where Jim Clevenger's in-laws live. Is Port Huron? It's a 
pretty town. Yeah. I like the town, but that, you know, to make that trip in one day, we were getting back in. Uh, Time for breakfast? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And they had to go to class the next day because the thing about Ancilla was if you missed a class, you missed a practice. I yeah. mean, it was very regimented. Very, very much so that, you, that you're a student yeah. athlete. The student came first. Yeah. So, you know, our kids, if they missed, they had to be sick or have an excuse. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Anyway, um, I wonder how they do it sometimes yeah. in those midweek games. Um, you have some guests coming in today? Yes, we do. The museum's going to be here a little bit later. Okay. Uh, go over some stuff. I believe they have a brown bag on Friday. Oh, who's coming uh, in from the museum? Karen? Um, Linda? We don't know. We'll be surprised. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. They they have a new girl there now, too. That'll, oh, uh, yeah. Then she'll be coming in. I think. Okay. Yeah, that it's me too. I've met her one time, so I'm going to have to reintroduce myself. But uh, yeah, they'll be in. I uh, like I said, uh, talking about the brown bag um, and some other stuff. They got so there's always they so always have something going, going on and yeah. coming into the holiday season and fall. So oh yeah, I, I imagine they have a lot of programs that they're going to be. They got the haunted Doing. haunted walk or what? The haunted museum is going on right now. I think. Oh, okay. Spooky basement. You I could guess. stop on your way home. Yeah, as you're walking by it. I could. I could. Or you could just keep on going. All right. I could. <laughs> Normally, the times I'm walking by there, uh, they're not open. Mm. They're still a, a long way from opening. But I tell you what. <laughs> I pass that buffalo every day. Yeah. I'm going to ride that buffalo <laughs> oh, yeah. someday. I am, I am going to look around, make sure nobody, but I'm riding that let, buffalo someday. Let me know when you do yeah. that. I'll come up and take a picture. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, 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 that's all right. First day I walked by, I said, oh, I got to go. I got to ride that. Yeah. Don't do that when, point. uh, do it when you're walking up here at five o'clock in the morning or something. <laughs> There's a lot of traffic down there at that hour. I'm really surprised. Is there? Yeah, it's more than I thought. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm riding that buffalo. There's no way around that. Uh, so what have what you been up to other than soccer? It's been about it. Really? Um, this night store. Went to Grissom Air Force Base Tuesday, I believe it was. Like I said, I, I've lost a day someplace. <laughs> so what did you go to Grissom for, just for the tour? Uh, no, we had a U.S. 31 coalition meeting. Uh, okay. Me and Lori and Roger Rose and Rich from uh, Fulton County Commissioner was there. Oh, okay. and then uh, Sen- Senator Stacy Donato was there also. We were just talking about how we get this to continue to get to a point where this is what we're going to do. So um, a lot of good discussion. Unfortunately, as redistricting went, we lost. Right. We're going to be losing Stacy, and which will be a a loss for the southern part of Marshall County. Right. But well, as we- as always. We'll still call her up. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really don't know. I think we're getting someone, Mike Bochak. Bo, Bo, I think it's Bochak from Laporte. 
He oh, will be okay. our senator. I know Ryan Meschler kept German Township, right? But that's the only piece of Marshall he has now. So uh, I think he's getting more of Elkhart and Casiasco. Yeah. So uh, things will look a little bit different. I was kind of curious as to whether they uh, Ed Charbonneau would be uh, our senator again. No. I, you know what? I really, really liked him. A yeah, lot. I did too. It was sad the day we lost yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know he was really well. Once again, he's really helpful. I know we worked with you guys a lot, but um, just a really nice guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was good for Marshall County. Yeah, and I know that my. Of course, they've all you know, they've all been good for. Oh sure. For us. Well, yeah. I think that speaks to you guys' ability to work with people. Yeah. Well, um, you have to. Yeah. Um, I know Jack Jordan has been very helpful down there. You guys work with him pretty closely. Yep. Um, it, there's just always been, it seems like to me, a, a really good working relationship with you guys and our state representatives, mm-hmm. no matter who they were. Yeah. I had breakfast with Jack after Labor Day. Him and... Uh, Representative Jim Pressel from Laporte came right, down, and yeah. Jim is the head of the transportation on the House side. So we talked about 31 that day, too. Of You know, there's just so many things to get, you know, what was it, last week? They had a wreck down there at 110 mm-hmm. and 31. They had mm-hmm. to have the med flight come in, and I don't know what happened to those two individuals, if they've survived or what, but, you know, it, it just continues to prove that something needs to happen right well and having uh you know just like bill friend and um rich randstadt from uh fulton county commissioner he's he farms down in that area and when you have a Dame football game and you have farmers out there trying to cross 31 yeah whether you're going east or west with a you know a semi full of grain yeah. or empty. It, it's just when you have that much traffic, on, it, it's hard to get across. Yeah. It, it's dangerous. And I go back to the town of Argus where, that we have focus on the gr- people that we met with yesterday. We have 10, 110, and some down there at Grissom Air Force Base. Um, and the 700 the bridge for the Amish. The, the other day I went down 31 and there was a horse and buggy crossing 31. And yeah. so our goal is, is to get a bridge there south of the landfill. Okay. That, that would give them access. They wouldn't have to cross four lanes of traffic. So that's why we're asking for a bridge, but uh, we're going to keep doing what we can. Um, well, we, we just, we need to get some type of a commitment over the next three years. Was there any talk about the situation just right at Argus? I mean, that oh, yeah. continues to be. Yeah. And, you know, and Argus is playing that housing development of, I think, 30 or 40 yeah. houses there. And, you know, Argus wants to put in uh, Freedom Street, thereby uh, between the uh, McDonald's and the subway shop that they want to take oh, that yeah. from 10 up north to, I think it used to be 16th Road, but now I think it's William Street now. But, you know, 
they have plans that they want to do and they you know there's they have a lot of opportunity to attract more businesses right. or business growth but you still have to know what's going to happen with 31 and 10 yeah it's just uh it's so that's going to be the goal over the next three years is to at least get something on the books maybe not go into construction but at least get some signed documents that this is what we're doing you know we were uh Lori maudlin who is our executive director of the 31 coalition she had some dollar amounts and for the two interchanges that 31 then or at 10 and 110 it was going to be like 30 million dollars which is only 15 million dollars in interchange which in the scheme of things that's not really is not yeah. that but when you talk to end oh it's going to be 25 million dollars everything's 25 million dollars you know you talk about an interchange it's going to be 25 million so you know everything i'm serious it I is believe you. 25 million but you know uh and as you go south towards Indiana, down there at Baker's Corner, where there's a stoplight, there used to be a Speedway gas station there. Right. Well, yeah. the gas station's gone. They demolished that. So that's they're going to be putting an interchange there. And here we go, back into Donut County again, in Hamilton County. And they're getting what they want. But So we're, we're going we're gonna to push very hard. Well, I... It's been a problem for a long time. Yeah. Um, and driving down there a couple of nights a week now at this point in the year, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't happy having <laughs> to cross there at 10. And I, I usually, you know what I Sometimes usually, I usually go up, I turn left on Linden and go up there and come out by the log house cabin because it's not, you have a better site, you don't have a hill. And sometimes that's what I'll go up that way just to avoid 10. And normally I will turn left and go down old 30 or old 31. Old 31. Yeah, yeah. I will do that yeah. almost all the time. This time I don't know why I decided to go all the way down, but I'm sitting there in that median thinking I. Were you the only one sitting there? Yeah. Oh, that's at a, that you, point. At that point, usually there's like five or six cars sitting there at, waiting to yeah. cross or turn on the 31 or yeah. turn off the 31. At that point, yeah, I was the only one. But the traffic was heavy enough that I was had some difficulty. You know, and the other part of that is you get impatient and you take a chance you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll just turn off and go old 31 in yeah. i mean it doesn't it doesn't really save me any time to go all the way down there and back down except i can go a little faster yeah but, uh no i just always just when i go to south down. bend i just i nine times out of ten i'll still go up michigan road because yeah, it's quicker yeah it is because <laughs> you don't drive out to the east as far as you do no. i mean that's a straight shot up there yeah so i just use because you can you can run 65 70 yeah. on the old on michigan road and right so there's nobody on it <laughs> no very little traffic very little truck traffic yeah it's just a, there's no a, semis on it no it's a lot easier yeah yeah i i will do the same thing now my wife no she'll get on the she'll get on the highway but i i like taking the old road yeah I, I don't well know. i did part of the reason why i was doing that was because they had all that they were still oh, haven't yeah. figured out yeah replacing all those bridge decks on 31 
that they just it's probably only what 10 12 12 years that's been in and, yeah, I know. and they were replacing bridge decks I didn't understand that I don't understand of course it they're, either. they're doing that south of Grissom down towards Indianapolis you know they got all those bridges tore up they're replacing bridge decks so I don't know yeah well they're doing that on 30 too yeah. right that's what yeah. the holdup is out there boy that's a mess there <laughs> you can't mess you know i i'm glad they're i'm glad indot is doing work on these roads right but couldn't they have planned it a little bit better than just let's tear yeah. everything up yeah let's make it difficult for the public to get around but you know well, they, they i if you complain, you might not see them again. Yeah, for I know it. Fifty well, years. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, I. That's the you bottom just, line. I guess you like you have. You said you have to have patience and just <laughs> find alternative routes if you want to go someplace. I. You know. I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but I'm going to. Anyway. Oh my! I, okay. You, you may. You mentioned alternative routes, and there would have been an alternative route eventually, but that's no more. Um, that's null and void. I I don't know. I don't know. I I remember thinking when I was living up on that end of town, uh, I say, man, I cannot wait until. Because I always went into town. It's not that wasn't a thing with me. But if I was going to Walmart, God forbid, which I hate to do, but I I wanted to go straight over and straight because I definitely in the summertime did not want to drive down thirty. Right. So I would go the back way through the. I mean it. It would have been nice through to just the have a Rusty Nixon roundabout. Yeah, yeah through the uh, Rusty Nixon International Free or Speedway. Speedway. Um, we always do a left turn. And NASCAR took their race <laughs> out of there. I'm I'm upset. I'm trying to get that back for the next season. They okay. Put me on the put me on the circuit there, but yeah. Um, I don't know. And I know you guys have been talking about that for my God, twenty years. You, yeah. Almost from the time. Well, definitely from the time you put Veterans Parkway in there. Yeah. Well, that was always when we Part were doing this. That was yeah. that was the ultimate goal was to get there, but no more. Um, now is that completely gone? Yeah, it's not going to come back. Well, That's just a dead dead thing right now. Dead thing. We're not there. There's no sense on the county's part of pursuing pursuing it anymore. Um, like I said Monday, we're, you know, we have 114 bridges in this county. Uh, so that's where we're going to put our efforts in to rehabilitate, you know. Bridges are important. Uh, very important. You have to build a bridge to get over it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, we got several bridges that we're doing now. Uh, King Road, the one in Randolph Street, a couple south off of olive trail 11 see either 11th or 12th road but so we'll just uh when we can get bridge money we'll just pursue more bridges now is that um because i know you've got a you you guys plan out which bridges are going to get yeah, what when that's why we 
have bridge inspections done every four years and that's what prioritizes right. our bridge ratings and so that's what we're doing we're following our our bridge inspections so that's why we're rehabilitating or basically tearing some of these out and putting new in um and because they're if you look at the one on randolph street in the park right there's some piers underneath that are that are decaying right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you mean the one that goes past the soccer field there or the one yeah. coming back the other way? The one there by the tennis, tennis courts. courts? Yeah, oh, they're yeah. in a new part. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one's needed it for a while. And, um, you know, there we're Kankakee River Basin Commissions, as I sent you that video. Oh, of yeah, yeah. Them down there on County Line Road on the west side of between Marshall and Stark that they're doing work down there. Uh, I sat there and took a video of that excavator out there in the middle of the river yeah. walking over picking up a boulder walking back dropping it in place walking back over <laughs> getting another boulder they had a bobcat there that was bringing the rock to the excavator and it it uh they've done a they've done amazing work down there oh from yeah what that was to what yeah. it is now yeah it, it looks awesome yeah i know that um uh, well maggie's boss lives right down there yeah and uh she went by and she she sent a picture she said who's doing this this is really yeah. great it what is they've done yep uh and that's on the marshall county side right right the other side is stark county right now to the east of the bridge is marshall and to the west is stark um but i think eventually they're supposed to go down a little bit into the stark county and do some of that down in there as they progress but they're trying to get this done because there's some of those banks on the river was like 40 feet tall and just sand and heavy rain. They'd come down and, you know, yeah. sand would be deposited into the river. And so, you know, they're putting, they're reusing a lot of the trees and brush that they cut off. And then they're putting it back in the river on the, on the banks to stabilize the banks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you, if you go down there sometime, you'll notice, that bank is lined with wood. Yeah. It's amazing. So That's a good idea. Though. It is. They don't have to haul it off. They can reuse it. Um, so if, if you're out there listening, if you want to see something that is transforming that river, take a look at that. It's just south of Highway 8, right. between 8 and 14 B Road. Yeah. So, <clears throat> But, yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. Now, yeah. how much work are they going to do? I think they're going up a little bit further. Uh, I can't remember. I, I was thinking that they were going to be doing a quarter mile, but I can't remember. So, now to the, the east, there was who was cleaning under the bridges because they've they've got a lot of that done too, haven't they? Uh, Lang, that was the bridges up here at yeah. uh, Michigan. That was Langfelt. They have come in and cleaned all the because. Uh, we were getting some phone calls from kayakers and can't get through. So, well, it was, you know, it. I know some of those bridges were, I think, Garrow Street. I know Michigan Street was bad, too. Yeah. And I think uh, there's a couple of others upstream. And I think there's one down at the railroad. No, they're down there south of, down there off of Glen Overmire Drive up in through oh, there. Oh, okay. I think, I think there was one that was blocked down there, too. But they... 
Langfelt does a very good job in conjunction with the uh, highway. Uh, and uh, the drainage board had Mint City Tree Service. They were floating the Yellow River, uh, and they were working on cutting the trees from the water that were that had fallen over oh, across, yeah, yeah, across yeah. and so they were going there opening up the channel for the water to flow and i think Langfelt, and of course i think some of that stuff ended up at one or two or three bridges where it got into another clump and so Langfelt went in there and cleaned those out then and once again uh, kayakers uh, they're a different breed they are but <laughs> the thing is i don't think if you're not a kayaker if you're not a seasoned kayaker <laughs> if you're not a seasoned i would suggest not floating some of the yellow uh, but see that's my point i don't think they understand how big a tourist attraction or recreational attraction the kankakee river is because it's clean it flows very well for the most part everywhere you go on it and, on the kankakee and most of the kayakers i know go down to the kankakee because oh, it's, a, it's a better ride yeah i think tippecanoe is pretty popular too isn't yeah it? oh no it's tippecanoe is what i'm thinking of. okay it, but it's kankakee's way over right? yeah kankakee's yeah. over no tippecanoe is the one and yeah. i i don't know that uh um everyday people who don't kayak understand how many people would come to this county, county to kayak if they would I know when be okay spending a little money to clear that out and I think that would help flooding too when, when my wife goes kayaking I take her down the Tippecanoe River and yeah. she puts in up east of Lighters Ford and yep floats down there to Lighters Ford it's it's about 2 3 hour float but yep it's clean it's don't it's have easy. to deal with any trees or anything yep. so and then there's a little park to get out. Yep. Um, that we always we always get out there. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it's a nice ride. Yeah. Um, but you know, I there's a lot of folks that go down there. They have annual events down there where people get together and go down. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can be an an attraction. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I I just feel like maybe they're, and I know you guys always say I say you guys, but the commissioners uh, are like you know. Let us know where the problems are, and we'll go deal with them. Um, I know so. Allie Shook has called me up a couple times because yeah. she's an avid kayaker and said, hey, can you get this? So, you know, as soon as we can get to him, we we try and get him cleaned out right. um, just for that reason. But it takes money. It takes money, and it takes time, and um, got to have find people to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But some of the logs across, I'm glad you're clearing those out because yeah. some of those can be can be tough to get around if you're not good at what you're doing. Yeah. Now, is the plan, I know the, the whole, didn't they form a new drainage board or something that involves everything all the way down to the Kankakee? And, that, and, that's the Kankakee River right. Basin Commission. So, that was, that's who's doing the project right. there. Uh, they've been doing a lot of projects on the Kankakee and on the Yellow River uh, they're just uh, they're trying to address all these flooding issues right that's what I was so going to say they're, they're, I know they uh, Scott Pilath who is the executive director of the Kankakee River Basin Commission who is from Laporte used to be a state representative um, he's a he, he's been working 
tirelessly on these projects. They've been doing some hydro seeding over on the Kankakee to stabilize the bank. So there, you know, I think we got, I think there was $20 million that was given to the KRBC uh, through the state legislators to, to address the flooding and uh, bank stabilization on both of these tributaries. Yeah. Right? Because the Yellow River feeds the Kankakee, and when you have all that sand coming down the Yellow River into the Kankakee, guess what? Yeah. Backs water up. So yeah. they're, they're doing all this in conjunction with each other, with each, and it's, uh, there's Marshall, Stark, Lake, uh, Kankakee goes all the way down to over to Iroquois, Illinois, I believe. So right. it goes down through Rensselaer. It, it, it's a it covers a lot of territory. So all those county counties are involved in this. So and I like I said, and that's been a while ago. They decided they wanted to address that's the flooding issues three three or four years ago. I yeah. think um, it was during the state fiscal budget right. for the state well that would have been about the time yeah. they were having so much flooding, flooding. trouble on yep. there too and i know i'm sure stark county will be happy because yeah because i they remember, get all our water because <laughs> uh, i remember one time it was in february when it started raining i was on my way to the airport because we were going on vacation and <laughs> i was glad i was gone because it was and then when we came back that night when we were coming down US 30 and through Laporte and Stark County, mm-hmm. all you could see was water everywhere. Yeah. Yep. It was everywhere. Yep. So, you know, when you think about the Yellow River and the Kankakee River, they there's a lot of water that goes down there oh, yeah. that uh, drains a large portion. So, we got to we got to work on those over the next ten to twenty years to to alleviate that problem. Well, I know, and, you know, I know we got the museum coming in in a little bit here, but they had a uh, program on the fact that I think people, a lot of people probably don't even know that all of that over there, Lake County, all of that up in, was, was Grand Kankakee giant, Mar- giant uh, Grand, wetlands. Grand Kankakee Marsh. Yeah. It was, uh, I think at one time, the largest yeah. marsh in the world. I mean, from what you read and what you hear, that there was a lot of people that came from Europe all over to go hunting yeah in there and uh, but farming started to evolve tile ditches right so it's you know it's that, changed the, it's changed but the fact is it's still a prob- wet, probably <laughs> wants to be a wetland <laughs> yeah it probably, yeah it wants to go back to its natural state <laughs> yeah so you're dealing with that too yeah. um trying to keep it dry but, yep but i don't i don't think i People, I think, think I'm insane for other reasons than this. Um, I always liked drainage board. I like I know going you did. to. I, I know like you love that. I do because it's just it's interesting what people get all head up about. You know, just violently angry well, about and water. Yeah. Well, and I bring up every time the old adage from the West: "Whiskey's for drinking, water's for fighting." fighting. <laughs> And it's just amazing to me. And people get really upset. I know you guys are dealing with Lake of the Woods all the time. Because there's so many issues up there. But that's calm. That's 
that really hasn't been an issue for a couple of years, right? Over yeah, there, which is good. So, but the other part of that is too is I th- it, it just fascinates me how everything is interconnected, because once again, German Township up there around Bremen, a lot wetter, yeah, a lot more road problems, yeah. It just everything connects together at some point in what you guys deal with, yeah. I I don't know. I love drainage board. I, I got. Uh, I, I have a couple of things. Sure, yeah. Back in 2018, this is from Linden Road over to King Road. Okay. Which would be east of the interchange yeah. at 31 and Veterans. Yeah. So you're heading the east. Linden Road is that first county road that goes north and south. Okay. To go north, I think it's, yeah. So anyway, back in 2018, there were 684 vehicles on that portion of the road. Uh, as of May of twenty May of twenty one this year, there was over thousand seventy vehicles a day. So it is a day, a day, okay. a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess in saying all this, people use that road on the east yeah. side of the county because if you didn't have that road, you'd had to go over to up to US six. Yeah. Or down to US thirty. Uh, I just, and I got this this morning from <clears throat> Lilac Road, which is one that yeah. you used to live yeah. on, to the interchange. Which is the, the roundabout, right? No, or no, no the other to, way. to the 31 oh, interchange. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, in 2019, it has not been updated yet, but just that sh- short section there was 3,778 vehicles that used that road. Now, mind you, that's just from Lilac to oh, 31 I, Interchange. I believe that. short that. stretch. I believe that. Having so, lived out there, I believe that completely. So we don't have any. They're going to do traffic from Lilac to Michigan Road. So, But that tells you how many vehicles, and that's a day, how many vehicles are using that road a day. I completely believe that, having Same. lived out there, because I was amazed. I was always amazed because I figured there'd be a decent amount of traffic, but I never imagined what was. <laughs> I mean, it was constant. Even you know, get up in the middle of the night, and for whatever reason, you got up in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I'd look out the kitchen window. There'd be traffic out there at two, three in the morning, and I'm like, how? Cause it sh- you Some know of them people saying? probably shouldn't yeah, have been out there at 2 yeah, or 3 in the was, morning either. There was also a lot of flashing lights <laughs> out there at 2 or 3 in the morning. But, you know, it was it was amazing to me. the amount, And I would walk the dog up north of, of uh, Veterans there. Yeah. And uh, there was there was always folks uh, just constantly. Yeah. Um, you had to st- – I had to stand and wait. I mean, it wasn't like a parade like it is on 30. Uh but it was you had to really be yeah. careful yeah, going across did. there yep. at any time of day. So yeah, I believe that completely that there's that many cars. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think we're going to go to break if you want. I think we can go. Yeah, we've been talking yeah, for we fifty minutes. Yeah. yeah well. Pfft. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's ready for us. Everybody is ready for a break. Um, I got stuff to give away. What should I do first? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do zoo first. We've got some tickets to the Indianapolis Zoo's free passes. 
uh, complimentary one, two, three, four of them, uh, and also a parking pass. So you get four wow. and a parking pass. Um, so you got a free day at the zoo, and this is not just any day at the zoo, Kevin. This is this is uh, what do they call it, Boo Zoo or something? I mean, it's their it's their Halloween, Halloween zoo, zoo thing. Yeah, so uh, they're good. These tickets are good until the end of the month, so the thirty first. Um, and if you would like those, get out my handy dandy dice here. If you would like those, you need to be. Caller number five. That's caller five at nine three six four zero nine six nine three six four zero nine six. Caller five is going to the zoo, so uh, start dialing. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for three fifty, or the new Baya Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for four dollars. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hypercaffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at four a.m. for all you early birds. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. WTCA. I love you, love you, love you. Awesome, I am so excited. Your hometown station. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. Feel good radio station. To what's your opinion on WTCA employment? Be part of the conversation by calling 574 936 4096 or text the show at 574 307 6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. Actually, it's Rusty and Kevin today. Rusty and Kevin. Yeah. We need to do a commercial together so when I come on, we can. We could do that. We could do that. We could do that. Of course, Maybe. probably nobody would listen. <laughs> so it's. Uh, Rusty and Kevin and Karen and Sue. Uh, good morning. Ladies, how are you? Good, good. 
Hi, ladies. How are you folks? Are you surprised I'm here today, I bet? Well, we knew Kathy wasn't going to be. We, we were talking on the way down here, wonder who it's going to be. Well, <laughs> they didn't say they were pleasantly surprised either, did they? No, they did not. We didn't say we weren't. Well, that's true, too, but... Uh, I, I get that reaction quite a bit. So, oh, Kevin, we're just delighted at you. <laughs> now he specifically said he wanted to give Karen a hard time. So, it, yeah, that was, Why would that be? It shouldn't be too hard today. <laughs> okay. Karen, I I had a lady stop in the store last Friday. Uh, she used to live in Baroque. Uh, she has pictures of the old sign shop that used to be there next to the house. Do you remember that? Mm. It was Ed Parker. It was almost right across from where my store is to the right across the highway. Had you seen these pictures before? I, I remember the store. Okay. I, I don't think we have any pictures like that in our collection. Okay. You, you've seen everything we've got. Which yeah. isn't much. Which isn't much. But I'll, <laughs> I'll see if she can't bring some pictures yeah. in and get them copied. And there used to be, well, back in, way back in the day, it used to be a dance hall. Ooh. Oh, interesting history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we love new, new to us pictures for okay. the um, collection, and Baroque just we just don't have them much yeah so this, that would be great okay be absolutely I'll, get, perfect. I'll get those sometime she could even scan them and send them to us if she has that capacity or she can just come in and visit us and we'll scan I'll just them have and her hand bring them back them up to you yeah, and leave me great. i'll just keep me out of the middle <laughs> <laughs> being in the middle is not a good thing not usually yeah. Uh, yeah so ladies i did not get a an email check your email it might be here now i, I think actually kathy got it yeah i didn't uh, if if it got forwarded it got lost in the three thousand emails that i get every day it, it would uh, actually come almost as we were walking down the alley. oh yeah well i haven't checked since then so well we've got you covered yes! anyway i've got it mm -hmm. they All must right. they must know you yeah, well, you know, I lose everything. I can't keep track of my own thoughts most of the time. But I knew that brown bag was something you wanted to, to touch on today. Yes, so. as a matter of fact, it's the last one for the year. Um, it's the real dirt on how to move a cemetery uh, with Ryan Peterson. Um, it's only available on Zoom, but that's this Friday uh, coming right up. So if, if anybody's interested in... I mean, for all the all the hundreds of people who are interested in hearing that, um, you just need to email irisfry at mchistoricalsociety.org, or you can just give us a call at 574-936-2306, and we'll get you hooked up with the Zoom link. And that's noon to one? It is, noon to one on Friday. Zoom is a good idea, because I'm thinking people that live, or live... Yeah, not everybody lives at their work the way some of us do. Uh, people, people who work a little further out and there's a little travel time, 10, 15, I mean, not like an hour or something, but that makes a big difference. You can still go and just have your lunch right there and, right. and watch it on Zoom. Exactly. It's your home or your desk or wherever you are. That's a that's a good idea. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. I'm I'm intrigued. Moving, I, I, I know they move cemeteries. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, 
Not so much, I don't think, anymore, but they used to, to move them quite a bit. Really? <laughs> well, you know, development happens in... Yeah. I, I think I mentioned last time that here in, in Plymouth, the first cemetery that we had in Plymouth was where the Garden Courts on uh, Plum Street is. Oh, okay. Where the old Washington School was. Yeah. Then they, well, before they built Washington School, there, some years before that, it was the cemetery. Um, but they wanted to develop that land, so they moved the cemetery down to where the railroad station is. <laughs> oh, which so they... was not good planning on their part. But who, you who know, knew? I, who knows how how things are going to grow? Right. Um, so when they decided to build the 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 uh, rail station there, they moved the old graves down to Oak Hill Cemetery, and that became our city's cemetery. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because you're out on that. You don't know how far you're, I mean, especially then, you had no idea how big Plymouth was going to get. Right. And cemeteries right. are running out of room. You're right. <laughs> you're right. The, um, well, Plum, Plum Street was the far west boundary of Plymouth at the time that was put there. In fact, the Menominee Reservation came up right next to Plum Street. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was out of town. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just on the outside of, it was on the outskirts of Plymouth. And we were kind of a big town for that time, weren't we? Or well, the biggest one in the county. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you remember what year that was moved? I want well, to say they built the school in 1876, but they moved it before that, that. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. There's some question as to how thorough they were about moving. moving. <laughs> well, and early cemeteries the graves were not always marked Mark, very right. well yeah um so it's possible that they missed a few um, you know there's, wow. there's all kinds of legends that go with that there, there are rumors that when they built or when they when they tore down washington that they were actually finding bones really there are rumors i'm gonna go okay. with rumors. All right. rumors. All right. yeah, all right. i wasn't there so it was on the internet right <laughs> <laughs> More like on the grapevine, I yeah. think. Al Gore. <laughs> yeah, he invented it so he could share stories about bones under Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole reason. Uh, that that's a and I didn't realize that Washington was built in 
because you do know where everybody's at, right? Well, no. Pretty much. Theoretically. Oh, Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, you do. <laughs> but there, there are still a lot of old cemeteries that don't have records mm-hmm. for the early burials. Cemeteries, the cemetery records are, are very spotty because it, it depended on who was keeping the record. And oh, they yeah. were, you know, it changed from time to time. And some, some uh, cemetery, what is it called a sexton? Some sextons were very meticulous and some couldn't have cared less, so... We used to, me and my dad and my brother, we used to dig graves at the Burrow Cemetery by really? hand. Wow. Really? Yep. Well, that'll build your upper we, body strength. Well, that was much, much younger then, but <laughs> we were in the old part and we were digging a, a grave and we found a baby's jaw that yeah. there was no mark there. It, right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I heard other stories about older gentlemen that were digging back then and mm-hmm. You just, sometimes you didn't know. Hmm. Well, sometimes they they made grave markers out of wood. Yeah. And oh, other times yeah. they just couldn't afford one. Yeah. So, right. It was with the idea they'd come back later and mm-hmm. take care of that. And later, I'm, every year is another later and it just doesn't happen. Right. <coughs> but that's not just an old story. I see that even now. Some You'll see those temporary funeral home markers out there and... 25 30 years later they're still, the still there market. yeah mm-hmm. and if that gets disturbed then there goes your record yeah well i just bought a gravestone a headstone and i can tell you that it's expensive oh yeah it's very expensive yeah. and i would imagine that it would have been like the same proportion of money out of somebody's budget then as it is now you know very expensive for a, a family back then yeah, they some of those stones are just humongous. Yeah. You wonder how they paid for them back. Of course they put. I don't know. Well, if you look at some of the names on those big monuments, you can figure it out. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How they afforded it. One one of the things that I've discovered in those big monuments is you'll perhaps find a couple who are either childless or their children are doing okay. So they're not really worried about passing on any kind of a legacy. Yeah. So they just spend all the money that's left on buying that tombstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots huh. of times they're a, it's a family plot with one huge stone with right. a family name on it and then a bunch of little markers, too. Yeah, I've noticed that out at uh, Oak Hill is that mm-hmm. you have, like, family, and then you see a bunch of smaller stones in front of it. I was assuming that's what it was is yeah. the whole family is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, can you imagine what it would cost to have like that mausoleum? Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, it's, and it's all it, I, now in, in the course of history was there. There's a lot of attention paid to the detail on those things now when they make them. Was it the same, or was it just a, like a stone slab in those days? You could go to the um, whoever was the monument maker and order it with specific emblems on it and the emblems purportedly today they talk about how different ones had different meanings i'm not sure if you delved that deep if you were a parent bearing a child or you just liked the emblem mm-hmm. a lot of lambs on children yeah mm-hmm. prayerful that- hands pointed there's Heavenly a lot word. of artwork on these oh, yeah. monuments now. Nowadays, it's just, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just uh, oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, portraits. Sometimes yeah. there's a portrait. That was I know on my mom and dad, they got the yeah. farm. Mm-hmm. 
the front really? of the yeah. yeah, they got the house and the barn and all that on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with the emblems, though. I mean, they had specific meanings with what they would put on. Yes. Has anybody delved into that to figure out what they mean? or? There, there's a list somewhere. Okay. I didn't come equipped. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. just... Yeah, but yes, there's there's a list of the um, interpretation of those wow. emblems. Yeah. That's and there's interesting. Quite, there's probably 25 or 30 on a common list. I mentioned some of them were like, I, w- I would think uh, Masons would want some kind of Masonic symbol or whatever was on there or um, that kind of stuff. And and that kind of gets into a a slightly different realm. But yes, if you were belonged to a fraternal organization, you would pay tribute to that on your tombstone. Um, If we want to stay on this topic, there are tombstones that look like tree trunks and tree stumps. And those are the woodmen of the world. Really? The people who belong to the woodmen of the world. And there's engraved scrolls and i'm use the term engraved but those might be poured concrete as far as i know and they got uh calla lilies and everything on there has a different meaning and can interpret how many children the person had by stone and if it's taller it's supposed to mean they left a full life and if it's short it's supposed to mean their life got cut short too soon and wow that is very interesting to me Understand, I didn't study for this test. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that being said, I, you know, we can move along pretty quickly here to something else, but that <clears throat> might be a, a very interesting um, topic for a future oh, yeah. radio. It sure would be. I, I'm interested right now. I'm not going to push you anymore on yeah. this. But. Well, uh, yeah, and on a lighter note, on any lighter <laughs> note. <laughs> Well, we've got something coming up um, real quickly here <coughs> that we've been planning for for a couple of weeks, and Karen's going to talk to you about that. Oh, that's right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm back to um, promote our haunted museum. Oh, yeah. I guess that's only marginally lighter in tone. <laughs> 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 well, if, if you're looking for something to do in Plymouth, with your kids um it's reasonably priced so for a family unit five dollars for up to six people and we'll take you down and show you our um halloween decorations in the dark in the basement in our crypt in your crypt (laughs) yes in the crypt Okay, know. Kevin, you're a commissioner. We did put a few lights so they can see their way. They take more than a few lights. Yeah. <laughs> he was already hey, Kevin, paid. Kevin, why don't you come over and see this after you're off the program, and then you can promote it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. could. You I could do that yeah. if I had time. Well, don't you, time. Don't you love being on this show? Oh, you I just love it. volunteered for I all think, kinds of things. Yeah, when Mindy Overmeyer, and yeah, I got volunteered to contribute money for that purse exactly thing. yeah, yeah. He, he, they, they had the purse uh, i'm gonna start uh, telling you no i'm not coming in anymore and he, he, he mindy got it got him to donate money for for purses yeah so nice, yeah. Very nice. then so, gary treat called in and he donated yeah said if kevin does it i'll do it so, <laughs> so well anyway so get over there okay you need to get over there um now uh, tell us a little bit about this because this is uh uh you got an intricate thing going on. Yes, let, let me elaborate a bit. Using um, props that we own and props that we borrowed from John and Lou Davis, who do our train room, and they have <coughs> wonderful Halloween props. And um, 
fair amount of our collection was donated to us by Steve and Debbie Calhoun when they moved away from their Michigan Street Victorian well-suited house for Halloween. <laughs> they just had the perfect yard for that. Um, anyway, they donated a number of their inflatables and scary things. And we've had those for several years, and we use them in our windows and on our ghost walk. But since we decided we couldn't safely hold the ghost walk this year because of the proximity people have to be into one with one another for so long. Right. We decided to do something different. And so we've stretched it out through the basement so you get to see the basement in the dark. I saw it in the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been there, huh? Well, yeah. I, what, what kind of inspired this is whenever we've taken somebody down to the basement to look at some of our archive things, they've always said they thought it was scary anyway that, because it's, well, it's, you know, just it's, full not, of stuff. it's an unfinished basement and it's got a lot of draped thing. Anyway, it's just cool old basement. I like it. I'm not afraid of it. Although, although I'm going to tell you the last few days when I've been down there and sometimes these things go off and there wasn't anything that seemed to be near them to activate them on the motion sensor and you're going why did that hmm. start talking over there in the corner nobody's over there and it's in the dark it's yeah. <laughs> kind of random random so, noise in the basement sue so is shaking been, her I've head been this, <laughs> she's heard it too i've been yeah. hanging out in this building for 20 years and i've never ever ever been scared to be there by myself but i thought the other day <laughs> You know, it might be coming. <laughs> might, might, might be there, huh? It might, it might be there. <laughs> well, I can imagine what that basement is like because uh, my grandparents owned uh, the news agency building across the street. Yes, you know exactly. Yeah, and same kind exactly. of basement. Yes. Um, they only had half of it lit because they didn't really need the front half towards uh, the street. So all their stuff was in the, the back half. And that was where all the lighting was. But it would spill over and... I wouldn't go in the front half uh, <laughs> at all. And the other spooky thing about it was it had like um, a storefront there. Yes, yes. That so was weird to me. That the, And I'm like, who would put a store in a basement? And then I realized that there was an exit up to the front. Mm -hmm. but There was a stairway where the sidewalk is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was spooky. So that is something people can see if they go on this little trek through the crypt. They can mm -hmm. see where the um, basement used to have windows mm -hmm. and a doorway yep. to Michigan Street. And on the back side of our building, we actually had um, access to the basement on the back side. There's windows there. Mm -hmm. um, on some of the fire maps, you can see where it was ex an exposed um, entrance to the basement on the back side. Hmm. So. Our building has a lot of history, and we oh, love yeah. it. But yeah. we would really like to entertain people with our little haunted museum for $5 for the family groups. And let me tell you, the dates are, we start on Saturday. We're going to be open every Saturday during regular hours from 10 to 3.30 to start the tours. And that last week leading up to Halloween, we'll be... Um, available to do tours tuesday wednesday thursday and friday that week too so the whole week and quite frankly if you show up today and you got a lot of money i'll show you today too <laughs> <laughs> we're all set we're ready I'm to go all about fundraising for the museum <laughs> well it's a good cause <laughs> yes yeah. it is got yes, a it is. lot of stuff going on we do as a matter of fact on saturday aside from being our opening of the 
haunted basement. <laughs> we also have the chocolate walk going on yeah. downtown. Mm-hmm. And I understand there are some tickets available. There are. We still have some tickets available. You can stop by the Marshall County Museum and pick up your ticket for $15. And um, I think there's 15 or more businesses that are um, are participating in that. Um, and then you just come back to the museum on um, Saturday morning and pick up a, a bag and kind of a little passport to tell you where you need to go to pick up your chocolate. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Well, it's going to be fun. It's only and the f- weather's supposed to be perfect. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only 15 bucks. Yes. 15 vendors. Well, yeah. At- or, you're going to get more than oh, your yeah. $15 worth of chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, um, I understand that, that a good idea is to save a little bit of chocolate because they give you enough that if you ate it all, you'd be getting a little, sick. shall we say, yeah, sick or at least gaining a lot of weight. By the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, prob- it's it's enough to for now and for later. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, made the point too that if if uh, you're a little strapped on cash or you're a couple or whatever, pay the fifteen and walk together, and you can mm-hmm. both share what's what's going on there. Absolutely, so, that's entirely up to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but they stop by your place first. Yes, yes. the The whole thing starts at the museum. You have okay. to start there so that you can n- know where you're going right. next. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and take a trip through the basement before you, before you leave. Go through the basement. Yeah. You have to go downstairs and get your tickets in the basement. Yeah, you yeah. do. Well, and for that matter, we'd love to show you the whole museum yes. while you're there. Yes. Go, go, go around, get all your chocolate, then come back. And we'll be glad to give you a tour of the regular museum and the basement as well. <laughs> so, um, so, now, the trains have something going on, too, on Saturday, right? Every well, Saturday. but It's revolving around the yeah, same theme. That's what I Raising thought. Raising spirits in Marshall County. And Lou Davis, she just does a wonderful job of entertaining the kids with whatever season it is. Now, she's been in this week getting things ready. Everything so, put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, you mentioned you, you've worked there 20 years? Well, I was a volunteer for a fair number of those years, and then part time, and then full time. Full time. So just been hanging out. And they Sue, how long have you been there? I've been there since uh, 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Linda's been there since it opened? No, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was there before the move. I mean, yeah. she, she, she moved the museum, basically, uh, from the carriage house. Uh, down on is it Madison Street, Monroe Monroe Street Monroe yeah. Street uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So she was, I think she's she's going on like thirty thirty some years. Well, isn't maybe it? not. Quite, I, yeah. Why well, she was the director when I came back to town in ninety three. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, and and she was not the director when she first started. Oh. So she has years before her executive director role started. Wow. So. Yeah. There's a lot of tenure there. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and I know people. <laughs> you know, um, Linda comes in every quarter, and and it's just amazing the amount of people that you guys serve, mm-hmm. not only here in Marsh County but ac- across the country. Yeah, I mean, you guys get inquiries from all over the place. It's just amazing. What we have here in Marsh County and Plymouth, 
this museum because it's probably I'd have to say it's probably the best in the state of Indiana or darn close to it. Well, thanks. We'll take that. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> we it is. think so. Yeah, I know. And, and I think so, too. But um, the, you just have all people from all walks of life that reach out to you folks for because there's a lot of the family history here in this county when you have U.S. Michigan Road, Lincoln Highway, Yellowstone, mm -hmm. and, and all those original roads that crisscross this county. Yep. Um, so you think about it. There's a lot of people came here, but there's also people a lot moved on west that still have family here, or family started here. So it's it's a uh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. We have not only um, inquiries from all over the place. We have members from as far away as California. Um, you know, they they keep renewing their membership uh, because they believe in what we do. Yeah. They're not likely to visit. But they, you know, they we've got our website is pretty nice, and if they have research requests, they know where to go to get those things researched. And yeah, we we try to be a full service uh, museum. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe I believe that uh, it's important to. Uh, I know this isn't the right, but remember, <laughs> I mean, it's important to have information on where <laughs> you came from as a community or as a people or whatever, and. and to have that all in one spot, I think, is important. But it's like you mentioned earlier about the, the graveyards. Some of the Sextons were really meticulous, and some mm -hmm. didn't. And you go around other counties, and you have, like, a museum that's in, I don't know, and, and just a little place. It's obvious they're not really keeping track of what's going on, and you guys have this huge, sprawling building with just anything you could imagine on the yeah. history of Marshall County. We've and, been fortunate that way. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, they, they have stuff you haven't seen either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we, we keep trying. We, we keep trying to rotate that stuff in and out. Sometimes we find stuff we haven't seen before. Before, yeah. <laughs> now, I got a, a question because I go back to, to when my kids were in school. Are you giving uh, school tours again? We or? have not okay. um, welcomed huge groups. Sure. We've had um, preschools come in um, a couple of times. And the parks department, I think, brought kids, um, but they bring them in smaller groups. Right. Um, so, I mean, they're, they've been around each other. <laughs> so, right, right. But um, we haven't, and part of that is that schools aren't doing field trips. Right. right. So we haven't had anybody. Um, we do have, uh, Iris Fry is going to do a program at a school um, pretty soon. She has an undergraduate degree in folklore Mm. Uh, just happens that one of our elementary schools is studying folklore, mm. so she's going to go do that. So it's more likely we're going to get out rather than they're going to come in. I, I think. I just remember that it was cool to me when I I was a chaperone. I don't know how you, you just basically herd them in one direction. Or well, actually, that's what we call them as herders. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, upstairs each of the little rooms just really were cool to me the way you've got those set up to look just like that period i even if individual you'd probably give somebody a tour if they wanted to oh, see those absolutely we always we, we're open anytime we're open we're um willing to give a tour <clears throat> and it, and it, it's just like a little snapshot of what it would be like to sit in that room at that period in time it's it's fabulous yeah if, if you haven't been in since the pandemic hit we re 
organized a number of those. I'm going to say we, um, they, the other staff, <laughs> did a good job of reorganizing and redoing that hallway upstairs, and it's just phenomenal. It's, yeah. it's got a level of professionalism we hadn't met before and a, re, a level of um, well, we welcoming were. that we hadn't had because we've those are all old offices, right. as you've, yeah. for those of you who've been up there. And we raised the windows so that the windows are not down now, so you can see in better. And we've taken down most of the barriers that kept people out of the rooms. So you have to have a guide to go with you because sure. so many things are unsecured, as we did in the past anyway. Mm -hmm. But we've made it all more accessible and more user-friendly and welcoming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the thing that got me was the attention to detail. Just a little, like a, a cigarette box or something, just on the table. It just even the tiny little things. I mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Did people donate it all that? Oh or? yes, everything's mm -hmm. donated. Right. Mm -hmm. That was that was always amazing to me because it looked exactly like a Victorian living room or whatever it happened to be. I mean, well, the, the reason we're able to do that is because we have a program that keeps us organized. And right now we're in the process of actually doing a whole museum inventory, more or less, um, so that we, we know where everything is. And we've had our hands or our eyes on, on the whole collection. It's probably going to take us two years to do it. Wow. <laughs> That's got to be really hard. You're going to bring Tim Good back? Well, well we, we, we'd like to have Tim, but he's, he's really, he, he still volunteers for us. Oh, does he? He yes. just has a different job. He, he's typing at home for us. Oh, is he? Well, so good. If you're I'm listening, Tim, thank you. I'm glad you keep him involved. Yeah. yeah. You know, how many, um, I know you and Sue and Linda are kind of the main people there, but you guys wouldn't be able to function without the volunteers that you guys have that come oh, in no. to help you for, and, and they're just volunteering their time mm -hmm. because they know the importance of, of this and i just wanted to say something about those ladies and probably a few gentlemen that come in there and help you guys do a lot of this work and it wouldn't you wouldn't be where you are without the volunteers that's absolutely correct you any county museum needs their volunteers and we are so blessed in the range of talents that our volunteers bring and the level of commitment mm -hmm. and the attention to detail and the jumping in with us on this um, new inventory. Um, we've got two gals are coming in on Wednesday afternoons that are working on that inventory and we have as many as six different staff members involved with that. I include myself, but I'm just sort of a um, advisor. Everybody <laughs> else is more hands-on. Um, but I want to go back to the beginning of that. Um, the software for museum management is called Pass Perfect, and vast number of museums use this software. And Linda bought the software knowing that we needed to have a better inventory than what we had, and she bought that maybe... 2012 or 13 and we were looking for somebody to implement this and we hired at that time Tim Good to be in a, we didn't know what we were going to do with Tim when we hired him but he has fabulous <laughs> well you know you can always you always use more muscle than what Linda and I could provide 
And anyway, Tim just took hold of that past perfect and he entered everything we owned into that database as an initial just sit down with the paperwork and get it all in. And then he went through room by room and matched up everything wow. he could find with what he had entered in and took pictures of it and stuck it in. Well, now we're going back and actually refining that from just saying, okay, it's in this room to it's on this shelf in this box. Wow. wow. And mm -hmm. making sure we have pictures or anything. So it's, it's a double check of the inventory and polishing it up to a higher level of mm -hmm. usability. And it's going to take a couple of years, but at the end, no matter who's there, can open up this program and find it. Find it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And in the process, we're doing some cleaning of items and um, making sure that everything is in the right box. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's a double check kind of a system um, to make sure that we know where things are. That's kind of amazing, actually. It is. Um, now, I want to... Uh, uh, we're going to, I'm going to want to come back and hit the high points here again. Um, what do you got uh, coming up um, maybe that isn't on the list here? Um, I'm sure you got a lot of, of uh, stuff that's going to be happening outside of, you know, the Chocolate Walk. You got the Haunted Museum, but coming up here in a, a little while. Yeah. Do you have on, on the list they sent you, <laughs> did they send the um, Genealogy Society meeting in October? Okay. No, um, October 19th, the Genealogy Society meeting is pleased to have um, Kurt Garner come and talk oh. to us at 6 o'clock on the 19th at the museum. And he's speaking on how to use Sanborn fire maps in your research. And Sanborn fire maps are insurance maps that were created for towns across, I know Indiana, I don't know if it's other states, right. but across Indiana, that show the... Um, the building materials, the height of the buildings, the size of the buildings, what was occupying those buildings, and he'll tell us how to use the maps and how to access them. And they're just they're just a really cool um, tool for research. Okay. Yeah, they're just full of information, more information than you'd think a map could give you. And that's the Genealogy Society. Yes, the Genealogy Society, which is we're not nearly as big as the historical society because right. we focus more on genealogy but um we're 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 still out there and we still meet <laughs> and anybody can come to this yes and it, it's in are always public meetings we try to get it in the paper that we're having the meeting we're the ones that organize the cemetery tours and the historic oh, marker tours cool um now you have a whole like genealogy you know people have questions they can come in and talk to you guys is that Downstairs, correct? Oh, Rusty, you haven't been in for a long no, time. No, I haven't we, been, we've been in. We've been up on the main floor for 12 years now. <laughs> <sighs> Rusty, when Kevin comes over, you come with the, him. No, I've been in. I've only been in the front part. I've been in there for meetings, yeah. and I've been to the trains in in the last few years, but not. I yeah. haven't been we're, back behind. We're in the far south building next to wild rose moon okay i haven't been down that far <laughs> i haven't been down that far so talk about what you do i mean you you've got information there correct well we just love to help researchers absolutely love it that's the only reason some of us work in that department is we get a chance to talk to people and help them find the answers to their questions whether it's where was grandma buried or where was mom born or where did my family used to live or the the harder one is 
tell me the history of my whole house or the entire <laughs> history of my house. But but we usually can help people at some level. Uh, some some uh, complete. We can hand them a book, say, here, somebody's already written the book on your family or somebody's already done all the research on your house. But we just love to dig into all that. We've got lots of resources at our fingertips. So... Um, amazing amount of information yeah. amazing and i'm sure you get a lot of calls from very far away on that kind of thing we get a lot of phone calls and um, generally we can help the person over the phone or if it's going to be an in-depth research we have them fill out a form and send it in ask for it formally um we we, we i just can't begin to express how much we love to do what we do. Right, yeah. <laughs> the reason we get out of bed in the morning and come to work is we, <laughs> somebody might call and ask us a question we can answer. And I keep telling her about, I don't know everything, but I am a know-it-all. So <laughs> come on by. <laughs> and if they are local, they can probably walk in and see you. That would probably be. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a great service. And once again, I'm going back to the idea of having all that information in one spot is, I, I think that's, a community is thinking forward, believe it or not, keeping their past in one place so you can access it. Yeah, yeah. It, and we don't have, like, maybe all the original records that the health department has, but we have indexes to their records, so we can, we're a one-stop shop for at least finding the indexes to where you might need to go if you need a certified copy. Sure. If you don't need a certified copy, we might be able to help you out. I Yeah, I just, you guys do. It's amazing, um, and anybody who's been to another museum and they got to understand what we've got here is just uh, just a a treasure for the community. Um, I I believe that. Now, let's go back and let's talk about the stuff we came here to talk about. <laughs> we talk about the brown bag um, that is coming up tomorrow, mm -hmm. um, and the chocolate walk is uh, coming. Well, yeah, the brown bag is tomorrow. Chocolate walk is Saturday. As, and the haunted basement starts Saturday. Is, yeah, um, we do. We are going to participate in the trunk or treat event that's going to oh, take okay. place. Oh, okay, cool. In um, at River Park, um, I think that's the thirtieth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're mm -hmm. right. It's yeah, the day before yeah. Halloween. It's yeah. that Saturday. Mm -hmm. So the trunk or treat, we're going to be doing that. Um, oh, and I, I thought I'd give a shout out to the Kiwanis. Oh, okay. Because they are so generous. Um, their their mission is kids, you know, right, things yeah. that, that affect kids. And they gave us a, a monetary donation recently uh -oh. um, that we are going to funnel to the to the train room. So we're very grateful uh, for their continuing support. Yeah. Um, they, they give us a donation nearly every year, I think. So we're grateful for that. I just thought I'd give them a nice yeah. little pat on the back. Cause very we, much so. We appreciate them. I also might mention that one of our upcoming exhibits is going to be about the 1980s and i think i mentioned this last oh yeah you time. did yes you did um but we're still looking we're still on the lookout for some 80s gear okay so um <laughs> you haven't found a members only jacket huh? no we haven't found a members only jacket <laughs> there is a you reason. should have kept yours <laughs> there, there is a reason why you haven't yeah and uh, parachute pants i don't think we have a pair of parachute pants yet um, uh, i got rid of mine because they certainly didn't fit anymore <laughs> <laughs> um but there are some other things you know 
very early uh, mobile phone, um, the yeah, Motorola yeah. DynaTAC <laughs> phone. Um, anything else that's quintessentially 1980s. Right. Uh, I think uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller album came oh, out then. So I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. So if somebody has a, a copy of that or a, a cassette, we don't. We haven't. We haven't um, secured one of those yet. And these are not things that people need to donate. Right. We just want to. We want to borrow them. Sure. And we'll get them back to you. Um, yeah. We. I think we're still looking for a copy of the Preppy Handbook as well. <laughs> I knew somebody that had one when we were in high school, but I yeah. doubt it made it to yeah. this point. Yeah, um, it's it's some somebody tossed it out when they realized how embarrassing it was. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yeah, that would be interesting to see again. That's yeah. been a lot of years. Oh since yes, I, it's going to be very entertaining yeah. when we get that uh, exhibit done, and I think that's coming up pretty soon. Um, so, if you have anything like that, just bring just. There are a couple of things you can do. You can call us um, and let us know what you have. Right. There's no point in dragging it in if we already have 12 of them, you know. Right, yeah. Um, and Or else you can send us pictures. Email us with pictures of what you have. and Or you can just bring things in. But, you know, if you bring them in, you might end up hauling them back. And we don't right. want anybody to go to that trouble. Yeah. So. You know, I'm kind of curious. Wouldn't an old pair... I know this sounds really... Maybe gross to some people, but an old pair of Jordans. Oh, yeah. I think those came out in the 80s. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, those were huge. Everybody wanted those shoes. Yep. Um, which is kind of, I mean, you wouldn't think of shoes, but that, and now they're bringing that style back, I guess, is what yeah. I've heard. Yeah. So. But if anybody has a smelly old pair of, <laughs> <laughs> of um, Jordans from way back in the day. Well, I was, was going to say, this is Plymouth. There's got to be a basketball player out there someplace that has a it pair of those. still has a pair, right. But uh, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll be interesting. That's going to be, where's that going to be in the museum? It's going to be in the Marshall Gallery, which okay. is right up front. Okay. Mm-hmm. That'll, be, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, I have seen your inflatables. By the way, <laughs> every morning I was walking by and I'm like, what is all that stuff just laying in the window? And then I went by at lunch. To, oh, that's what it is. Well, we don't leave them plugged in at night. It seems a little, you know, we do, we do. we would like to, but, you know, fire hazard. Fire hazard. Yeah, yeah we, just, we don't leave them plugged in. But, um, but yeah. the, I did see the hearse. That was the one. I mean, there's all this stuff laying in that window when I go by. And then I got I saw it up there. It is uh, spooky. Yeah. Did you see? Did you watch it long enough to see the um, yeah. corpse sit up and lay back down again? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It is spooky. That that's one of the um, Calhoun signature pieces. Mm-hmm. That's uh, and you got more of those in the basement right now, correct? We 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 do. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have any inflatables in the basement. Okay, no, they're they're more um, motion. They're the they're audio visual things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. They're designed to yeah yeah surprise you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, and let's go to over the dates for that. Those are October okay, October ninth, sixteenth, twenty third. Right. And then the week of the twenty sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and thirtieth. Right. So five bucks. Five bucks. All goes to help you guys keep. That place running and yep. mm-hmm. everything that you do. Um, now, it says uh, up to six friends or family members in a yes, group? Yes, yes. Okay. And I would suggest for the best experience, not 
like like if you got a you know mom and dad and four kids we're gonna charge you five bucks but if you got a group of four that's a little more ideal okay so don't don't look for those other two people just to be cheap <laughs> that was that was up to six friends it can yeah, just yeah, be yeah. you if you, you want can to be go just there. you yep. yep um but a five dollar donation 10 a.m to three thirty. yeah on those days so, so we can get done and closed by four o'clock yeah that's a good idea and, and escort the whole tour takes about 15 minutes maybe yeah, probably and they will be escorted through yes they'll be escorted that way we can make sure they don't trip over anything i left in the way now do you prefer them to call and, and set nope, up a time no, just, no. Nope. they just can right if they in. want to but they don't need to they just, just walk in just come in we mm -hmm. have enough staff and volunteers to take anybody down through cool yeah all right and that's coming up so get that on your uh, calendar and then tomorrow uh you can learn how they move cemeteries yes yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. and let me give you that information one more time for very them. good um it's uh if you if you want to reserve a spot on the zoom meeting um it's iris fry that's i r i s f r y at mc historical society dot org or you can just give us a call at 574-936-2306 and let's make it clear, too, if you're thinking, well, I can't do Zoom, Zoom is easy. It is. But, you know, if, if, that, if, if it doesn't work out for you to join our Zoom meeting, we, we are posting all of those on YouTube. Okay. So if you miss it tomorrow, you can still access that program, as well as some past ones that we've done. I was going to say, done. yeah. Uh-huh. The, they're on our YouTube channel. you got a lot of stuff on that YouTube, right? I we mean, do. You started that during the pandemic, so you can mm -hmm. still reach out, and that stuff is, I'm sure, still yep. on there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, of course, the more programs we have, the more stuff will be on YouTube. Right. But, yes. And, and all they got to do is search MC. What is your YouTube channel? Do you know what that is? Or just, uh, I, 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 I don't. I think if you just type in Marshall County Museum, uh, Plymouth, it'll take you to that. Okay. To our yeah. YouTube channel. There's a lot of Marshall counties across mm -hmm. the country. Okay. So get on YouTube if you miss it tomorrow. A chocolate walk on Saturday. What are you guys going to have at the chocolate walk? Just the stuff, or did you. You expect us to. to oh, I don't know. My goodness. You'd it'll be like, chocolate themed. It will. <laughs> but we do have kind of a mini theme going on there that it's, it's going to be kind of a 1950s vibe. Oh. We've got some Burma sh shaves style signs um, up, and um, it's, that's all because of the Laramore exhibit that we have going on in the gallery right now. Um, they're the home that was built in the early 50s, and the same people lived there for 60 years, and it was pretty revolutionary house at the yeah. time on Ferndale. So um, just because that's got a ni nice 1950s vibe, we've kind of played up that aspect, so you can expect part of your chocolate experience to be nostalgic oh okay that's that's all i'm saying <laughs> okay <laughs> mentioned burma shaving chocolate shaving lotion or something i don't know um but that's coming up on saturday as well stop by see you guys and you're happy to give them a tour if they want to take a few minutes and see what you got in there absolutely yeah just you know we haven't been doing school tours and big group tours so much through the pandemic but we have not turned down individual tours anytime while we've been open mm -hmm. so if you know if the situation warrants it we wear masks and we still in 
encourage masks because yeah. you know, we don't know who sure. you are and you don't what we've been up right. to. But um, we're not we haven't thrown anybody out yet. If that gives you some it. comfort, wear a mask. Yeah. Right. So anyway, and our guides wear them when we give a tour. I I'm going to have to ask you about my house. Sometimes I mo- I moved to a new house. Um, it's the third one down from the viaduct. Um, it's that big blue. Kind of blue. I mean, what's not the, blue. What's the address? 322 South Michigan. Is that the Bosworth I'm, House? I think somebody mentioned it was the Bosworth okay. House. Okay. I know that, where uh, that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool. I, I It's my it's a favorite place I've ever lived in. It's just mm-hmm. really neat. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind knowing a little history on that because I know my kids are asking. The upstairs is really unique. And well, why is it like this? You know, so be nice to be able to tell everybody what's going on. We do on have there. a little history on that house, actually. So and it's kind of fun. We won't bore everybody with your house details. <laughs> no, but, but that, that whole neighborhood is really cool. It oh, is. If, so, if, if we knew them off the top of our head, we would go ahead oh, no. and bore everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I just, you know, personally, I wouldn't mind maybe talking to you sometime about mm-hmm. just to get a little info on it, it yeah. it's kind of cool um and how how i don't want to say this too loud because i'm afraid somebody will hear it that might not be happy but how sturdy is that buffalo out in front of here <laughs> how sturdy well, I, i've seen lightweight children sitting on okay. it but i will say it's a shell and oh. there is a hole in it so oh. I walk by that every morning, and I swear one morning I was going to ride. <laughs> I wanted to know if that was a really bad idea or not. And I think it, that's a really bad yeah, idea. <laughs> yeah, my weight, if it's a shell, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. looks sturdier than it is. So, yes. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, well, there sorry goes, about that. There goes my fun. <laughs> Let me ride on the buffalo. All right. Well, it's actually a bison, but we won't <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. Ladies, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. It's always fun. Thank you for having uh, us. We'll see you soon. All right. And we're going to take a quick break. We got something to give away, actually. I have two, two Niles Scream Park tickets. And you can go and get a free admission to the Haunted House attraction. They don't need a reservation, just go in. Or if you like, you can take the whole night and be scared to death. They have the $5 off on the Frightful Nightful combo. So, uh, Niles Scream Park tickets. Let's take a dice here and we'll find out who's going to be scared. Caller number 8, 936 4096. 936 4096. Caller 8, getting two tickets to the Niles Scream Park. So, scream your way to the telephone right now. If you're running your own business, you need a professional email address, not one of those freebies. A proper email address is critical in developing your business brand. Talk to the professionals at AFIUS for a complete email package designed around you and your business needs. We offer business class email from Microsoft, Google, and our very own cloud mail solution. Call 574-936-9644 or visit us online at aphius.com. That's A-P-H-E-U-S.com. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? 
Get personalized help in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people, so everyone can get the help they need. Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning style, Babbel gives you the tools you need. Babbel, more ways to learn. Start learning a new language today at babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Does this sound like a normal day for you? Just hit this button and... Ha, ha, ha. No, wait, sucker. Techno fear is happening again. All the machinery is ganging up on me. Don't spend another day like this. Join us Tuesday mornings here on WTCA with Bob from Atheist Computers as they answer all your tech questions on Tech Talk. You got an IT problem? You send it to us. We'll ask them. They'll give you the answer. It's Tech Talk, 8.30, Tuesday mornings, right here on WTCA. Your hometown station. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA. If you're running your own business, you need a professional email address, not one of those freebies. A proper email address is critical in developing your business brand. Talk to the professionals at AFIUS for a complete email package designed around you and your business needs. We offer business class email from Microsoft, Google, and our very own cloud mail solution. Call 574-936-9644 or visit us online at aphius.com. That's A-P-H-E-U-S.com. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people, so everyone can get the help they need. Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning style, Babbel gives you the tools you need. Babbel, more ways to learn. Start learning a new language today at Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. I guess I'll just have to content myself with my theme song, Guy on a Buffalo. Wow, it's disappointing. All right, uh, we are pretty much at the end of our show for today so um kathy once again is having surgery maybe even as we speak uh we have updates on that we'll let you know how she's doing um and right now all we gotta do is um oh i want to say congratulations yvonne you are the winner of our screen park tickets so uh congratulations on that and congratulations to joe martin jr who is our birthday boy for today and he's in the hat. He's eligible for four cupcakes from Lattizer Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. You got a birthday this month. Get it to us. 
And you are eligible for our drawing on Friday for those wonderful prizes. Now it's time for anniversaries. Uh, if you were married sometime in the month of October, send us your anniversary. We'll wish you a uh, happy anniversary. The Flintstones will sing festively to you. And you will be eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. So $50 on the line if you can just send us your information on your anniversary. Uh, now it is time, I think. I think I hit the right button. Yeah, it's time for the trading post. All right. Let's Woohoo! Uh, where did it go? I know we have something. Ah, here it is. Uh, it's a moving sale, and that's going on today, tomorrow, Saturday. Um, oh, it's a a fun fall moving sale. We have to make that clear. It's not just a regular moving sale. It's a fun fall moving sale. It's this, uh, well, today, tomorrow, and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, punch this into your GPS. It's 13279 7th Road in Plymouth. That's 13279 7th Road, Plymouth. It's just past the roundabout. It's the first road on the left. They've got everything you could possibly want uh, baby items, clothes, shoes, kitchenware, home decor, games, and everything must go. So, uh,. Get out there this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Once again, that is going to end our time together today. I'm sure some of you are very, very appreciative of that. And uh, I'm going to go do some other stuff. And meanwhile, let me tell you, Laura Mann will be my uh, guest host tomorrow. And we start all that at 9 o'clock. So have yourselves a great day.